Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? Here on Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 36. Today is Friday, October the 23rd, 2009. And we are going to have our basically our preseason wrap-up show today. We'll wrap up the preseason. We're going to have a episode number 37 should be uh, released early next week. We will talk about, basically it'll be a season preview of the... Uh, Northwest Division for the Minnesota Timberwolves. So that will be the deal there. First and foremost today, Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Thank you always for downloading and listening to this show. It is fantastic to have you on board. Um, Also, though, we would like you to become a member on thesportstuff.com. There's a button on the right-hand side that says TSS Boards. It's the front page of the website. Click on that. And there's a referral bar, type in Paladino Live. It's two separate words. The Paladino is P-A-L-A-D-I-N-O Live. And, you know, two separate words, Paladino and Live, that is. Also, there is a phone line for thesportstuff.com. It is 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. So that is a voicemail line treated as such. Mention which show you are calling into, which is, of course, Timberwolves Explosion. Make your shout-out, your comment, question, whatever it is. You'll be more than welcome. And keep it to about a minute or so. That would be terrific. Also, one other topic today. Well, (laughs) love hurts. Yep, Kevin Love, of course, breaking his non-shooting hand, breaking a bone in his non-shooting hand. Uh, very, very unfortunate turn of events for our Timberwolves. He is out six to eight weeks as of about a week ago, so now it's five to seven weeks, I guess. He had successful surgery. That's pretty much the main key there. So like they always like to say, successful surgery, so that's good stuff. Um, other than that, well, that's going to be the gist of the show today. So with no further ado, we'll take our first break and be back right after this. Here on thesportstuff.com, join the family with Purple Mafia. With Brett Favre now in the mix with Adrian Peterson, the best running back there is, along with the new Purple People Eaters, the Viking ship is on course for something great. We're available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. We'll bring you the most honest and passionate Viking show there is. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 36, which is a reminder for iPod users along with other MP3 players. Thank you always for that, for downloading and joining in the explosion. Well, there are several uh, preseason games to to review. I'm going to kind of skim through them so it's not too long of a show, as that's kind of one of the things. Can't make this show over about 30 minutes, at least that's the way things stand at this point in time. And... Uh, we're going to get into Kevin Love in a second. Kevin Love and Al Jefferson is also Al Jefferson with a little bit of... There's a little scare with Al Jefferson, so we'll get into that also in segment number three. So, first and foremost, Friday the 16th, that was the official day of Kevin Love's unfortunate injury. In Chicago, Friday the 16th, we'll get to that now right here. The Timberwolves lose 94-90, to 90, so the fairly... Competitive game for the Timberwolves, and this is right about when Corey Brewer begins to emerge as a really a legitimate 
legitimate uh, scorer for the Timberwolves. He actually led the team in scoring in the preseason. How about that? Who would have thunk it? A guy that's averaging about 5.9 points a game to the first, was it, 95 games of his career. He is averaging about 15 points a game right now, or about 16 in the pre- or officially for the preseason. Averaged about 16 points a game, not bad at all. Johnny Flynn with 8 assists, 10 points in this particular game. Corey Brewer with 20 here. Al Jefferson, though, this is also the game before his injury started to kind of creep up. Unfortunately, right here, though, Al Jefferson played a full 34 minutes, 10 points, 16 rebounds. The team did not shoot well at all. It's amazing they got they were as close as they were in this game. They shot 34%, but it's the three-point shot that kind of kept the Wolves in this one. Corey Brewer was 2 of 6. Johnny Flynn made his only three. Al Jefferson made a three-pointer in this game. How about that? That's pretty weird. <laughs> Sasha Pavlovich, one of three, and Petrov. Petrov, the guy that I kind of ripped the previous night, two nights before. It was Wednesday, the 14th of October. I ripped Alexei Petrov for very poor shooting, looking lost. 16 points, five rebounds, two of six from three-point range, seven of 13 overall. A very solid game for Petrov, who, of course, needed to replace Kevin Love, unfortunately. Another thing that was so, somewhat disappointing here for a lot of Wolves fans, a lot of fans that hey, were hoping Wayne Ellington, you know, looking really raw here, only one of ten, as I've pretty much been thinking that most of the preseason here, just looking raw, hoping this guy has more to offer later on. One of ten for Wayne Ellington. Mm. That, that, that hurts. Also, one other thing, Damien Wilkins started at small forward in this particular game as a uh, Coach Ramos was experimenting with the lineups a little bit. <laughs> little did he know he was going to be keeping Damian Wilkins in the starting lineup for a while here with Kevin Love being out, unfortunately. About 20 minutes for Damian Wilkins. Not much not much going on. Only shot the ball twice, had three points. Four rebounds also, but still, yeah. Mm, not so great there. Not so great at all. But overall, the story of this game was not... <laughs> was not Damian Wilkins, it was not Al Jefferson or Wayne Ellington. It was Kevin Love, and it's quite unfortunate as when he was going for a rebound, bumped his hand on Alexei Petrov's elbow, and it's just one of those things. It's a freak accident. I mean, I've been hit in the face with an elbow accidentally. It was a teammate, bumped into, bumped into him, hurt like hell. <laughs> Luckily, nothing broke or anything. You know, I got hit, I bumped I, my nose. That hurt for quite a while, but... It was, you know, all is right in the end. Unfortunately, though, for Kevin Love, yes. Six to eight weeks at the time, five to seven now. And, yeah, only <laughs> only two weeks away from the season opener, so we're looking at early December for a return for Kevin Love. And that's just a, a big bummer. You know, a lot of people were thinking maybe this team had a shot of winning, oh, maybe 30 games this year, maybe right about 30. I, I was thinking about 28. I'm still going to actually stick around there because I – I don't know. There's something about this team. I think they're going to be moving in the right direction. And when Kevin Love comes back, it'll be looking pretty good. But I'll get more into that in episode number 37 when it's more of a season preview bit. So that is the deal right there. I will get more into Kevin Love later on. They kind of got a little bit too into him (laughs) with this game. Now we move on. Let's move on, shall we? Yes. Hmm. As a back-to-back, a really pretty ugly game. (laughs) Ramon Sessions heading to Milwaukee. 
Second time he's played against the Milwaukee Bucks, this time in Milwaukee. Saturday, the 17th of October. Timberwolves lose 101-87. to Just not a great game, really. Johnny Flynn, though, with another very solid game. I mean, this guy, you can just see it coming. You can just see this guy emerging as a legitimate point guard of the future for the Wolves. Brian Cardinal. Look at this. How about this front line? Brian Cardinal and Damian Wilkins played in this game. Al Jefferson. This is about when, uh, you know, the Achilles started to pick up for Mr. Al Jefferson. We'll get deeper into that in the, the episode, or excuse me, segment number three. I'm a little bit loopy. I don't know why. <laughs> probably too much basketball on the head right now. A little too much. Yep, I mean, I could probably go on for about three hours here, but I, I can't. So I'm trying to get it all crammed into one episode, at least the, the preseason part of it. Al Jefferson, only two of seven from the floor. His field goal percentage has not been so hot, and the team's field goal percentage struggling again here, about 38.5%. Oh, goody. But Johnny Flynn was seven of 14, including two of three from three-point range. 19.5 assist performance for the young, exciting rookie of the Timberwolves. Not a bad game at all, really, for Johnny Flynn, but for the rest of the team, nothing special. Corey Brewer, though, clearly, you know, he's going to be the starting shooting guard for this team. And uh, for the longest time I saw him as a small forward, now I guess he's shooting guard at this point in time. And how about this? Two of four from three-point range for Corey Brewer. So very solid effort for the starting shooting guard of the Timberwolves. Very solid indeed. But overall, not a fun game if you're a Wolves fan. (laughs) It's over the main frame of things. One other small positive, Wayne Ellington, two of three from three-point range. So that's where his six points came from. Other than that, you know... The Bucks pretty much manhandled the Wolves, and it wasn't really fun. There was a li- there was a lot of uh, disappointment with that Kevin Love injury. You can't imagine the morale was all too high coming into this one. Brandon Jennings, the rookie, looking pretty darn good here with a 16.7 assist performance, five of ten from the floor. Brandon Jennings is a guy I liked early last year, way back in February, a guy I was kind of keeping up with as much as I could. I mean, there's only so much you can keep up with when he plays overseas. But every little bit, you know, I could read on him and keep up with, you know, very impressive. And uh, I I think he has a chance to be a pretty good player in this league. You know, Brandon Jennings and Johnny Flynn are going to be compared a little bit. Because some people may have thought Jennings, like a long time ago, earlier on, could have been around that six-pick range. Unfortunately for Jennings, he slipped a bit. And Johnny Flynn exploded upward. So that pretty encouraging there. And the, for for really for both players. Both of them looking pretty good at this point in time. Another solid game for Petrov, who actually, yeah, that's what I'm saying, didn't start in this game. Kind of, you know, some people might be surprised without uh, Kevin Love that the Wolves went with Brian Cardinal. Cardinal played okay, but he just, he was what he is, Brian Cardinal. But Petrov, again, looking all right. Three of six from the floor with nine rebounds. Seven points, but he did get into serious foul trouble. Five personal fouls in only about 19 and a half minutes. So, yeah, I don't exactly think that Alexei Petrov is going to be any better on defense than Kevin Love. As you probably heard my uh, opinions about Kevin Love's defense over all of last year. Nothing right now would indicate he has improved much on defense. And, of course, we're not going to be able to see if he has or hasn't for quite a while. And then... Who knows how up to speed he's going to, you know, how long it's going to take for him to get up to speed once he is, quote-unquote, healthy and ready to go again. So, yeah, it's going to be kind of tough. It's going to be tough. I mean, last year it screwed up the Wolves season when Al Jefferson got hurt. You know, maybe the Wolves could have had a 
30-some win season. You know, that doesn't mean they're great, but it also does mean they're not the worst team in the league. And, you know, I tire of the way the media and other NBA fans continue to talk about this team in such a negative light. It just drives me insane. Even though they're not the greatest team ever, they, you know, they're not the worst ever either. I just don't buy that that opinion at all. So now off we go. Al Jefferson officially out at this point with that Achilles. But the talk more or less, though, is that Mr. Al Jefferson was more sick than hurt. So that's encouraging in that sense. And no, it was not the H1N1 virus, which, mm, I don't know. <laughs> My opinions of that are a little bit different than I think a lot of people in America. I'm, I'm not sold on it all the way. I'm really not. I'm beginning to think it's a... <laughs> a tactic to scare the heck out of people and to uh, get everybody to get flu shots and to get a Medicare bill passed without people really thinking of the the long-term effects of such a thing. As good as it even, even as good as it sounds. All right, there, that opinion is out there and it's, <laughs> it's now done. Okay. Corey Brewer emerges as the leader here. And did I just say that? Yeah. Corey Brewer emerges as the leader. 7 of 17, not the greatest shooter still, but 23 points and 7 rebounds, 3 assists and 3 steals. The guy's all over the place. He even added a block. Only 3 personal fouls, so that's another encouraging thing. No foul trouble, no major foul trouble for Corey Brewer in this game. In about 31 and a half minutes, 2 of 4 from 3-point range from Corey Brewer. So he's really starting to look like a shooting guard here when you continue to see multiple 3-pointers. And he's shooting over 40% from 3-point range, man. Crazy stuff. He's really starting to emerge, and a, a lot of his baskets aren't from jump shots. They're more or less from slashing. But, you know, he'll he'll make a jump shot here and there. And, of course, the three-point shot, that's obviously a jump shot. You don't dunk for or make a layup from the three-point line. <laughs> so Ty Lawson emerging nicely, though. The uh, guy, the Timberwolves, drafted with the 18th pick for the, the uh, Denver Nuggets, ultimately. Ty Lawson with... 10.8 assists, 6 rebounds, 4 steals, and a block. Man, that's a little bit of everything, folks. Not bad at all. Ty Lawson, former North Carolina point guard. Some people out there even made the opinion, the uh, scary, frightening opinion, that Ty Lawson, that the deal between Ty Lawson, Johnny Flynn, and Ricky Rubio, some people actually think that Ty Lawson might be the best of the three. I, For the Wolves' sake, and for my sake, as much because I love Johnny Flynn, and I've you know, endorsed him about a million times, you know, since, well, since about two weeks before the draft, officially made him my pick at number six. Mm, I I hope that's not the case. That would really sting. Because the Wolves did it with Randy Foy. We all remember that. So, <laughs> very interesting stuff. Alexei Petrov, well, you wanted to see him as a starter, didn't you? You wanted to see what he'd do? One of nine from the floor as a center. One of nine. And he got into five. He got five fouls. So serious foul trouble there. Not encouraging. But what was encouraging? Both Wayne Ellington and Ryan Hollins had pretty had a pretty darn good game. Hollins, though, one thing that I don't like. He played over twenty and a half minutes, only two rebounds, but he did get eight points and two blocks. So that's very good. And shot four of eight from the floor. That's encouraging. Now Wayne Ellington in about twenty three minutes, five of eight from the floor. And two of three from three-point range, good for 12 points. So, not bad at all. That's the kind of game I'd like to see from Mr. Wayne Ellington. You know, average around 8 to 10 points a game, possibly up the bench. 
hit some three-pointers. So pretty encouraging there. The Wolves again fail to shoot 40% as they shot about 39.5. But the Wolves also shot 39% from three-point range. So that's where things look good. This was the Denver Nuggets game. As I kind of didn't even mention that. I don't know what's wrong with me. I didn't even mention that. As I mentioned, we slid into the next game here. How rude of me. 129 to 100. Minnesota dismantled by Denver, but I'm just mentioning the few positives of this game. I apologize for that, folks. I didn't even mention which game I was reviewing. That's just how it goes when there's so many games to review. <laughs> All right. You get the idea. The official schedule of this game was the 20th. The 20th of October. Tuesday, the 20th of October. I just kind of rushed into the next game. I didn't even mention which game I was reviewing here. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. But, uh, yeah. You probably could figure, though, when I mentioned Ty Lawson. So, more or less, this game was pretty much a blowout. The morale was low, but a few players had a good game. That's pretty much what I'm going to leave with this one. We're going to move right on into the Detroit game. Now, this is when the Wolves started to play significantly better, as the morale was just those, the Milwaukee game and the Denver game, not fun at all. So now we go to Thursday the 22nd. We beat the Denver, excuse me, we beat the Detroit Pistons in Detroit, 122-114. to This was... A really, really cool game for the Wolves. Really cool indeed. It was pretty much a competitive game the whole way. The third quarter was definitely the story of this one, though. The Wolves outscored Detroit 32-21. to And Johnny Flynn, after struggling, the, the, after struggling a few games a little bit with these, you know, 10.1 assist, 2 assist type game like he had in Denver, not the greatest. This one was significantly better. 18 points, 6 assists, 2 steals, and only 2 turnovers for Mr. Flynn. 5 of 8 from the floor and 8 of 12 from the line. Johnny Flynn gets to the line a lot. That is very encouraging indeed. As does Ramon Sessions, who was 7 of 10. But again, you know, the free throw percentage with Mr. Sessions, it's been consistently bad. Whereas with Flynn, you know, this was probably his worst uh, free throw shooting night. But still, it wasn't. it's, it's not as bad as uh, Sessions has been overall. Because Sessions has considered, uh, consistently struggled. Corey Brewer, again, leading the team in scoring, like he did against the Denver Nuggets with 23. He had 21 against Detroit, 7 of 15 from the floor for the second straight game, led the team in field goal attempts. Ryan Gomes was 8 of 10 from the floor. Not bad. Uh, Damian Wilkins is averaging about 7 points a game, and uh, it's she's not shooting so great. Only two of seven here, but five rebounds, four assists, so he's kind of doing a little bit of the the little things. That's the encouraging part. Ellington continuing to scorch the Nets here, though. So this is his second game over 50% here. Four of six overall, and three of four from three-point range. Good for 11 points off the bench in only 15 and a half minutes. Very cool performance by Wayne Ellington. You got to just keep it up, Wayne. You know, keep hitting those shots. That's what we got you for. And this was Nathan Jawai. Nathan Jawai officially becomes a Timberwolf. As he was traded for a very protected 2012 second round pick. Provided that it is not in the bottom five <laughs> of the second round. If it, is, if it is not in the bottom five of the second round, the Wolves don't lose anything. They even get a little bit of cash for Nathan Jawai, who is from Australia. And... Um, 
Very cool indeed. They even called him Baby Shaq, which is kind of funny. He's only 6'10", though, so it's not like he's super tall in terms of being a center, but he is pretty darn big. That's the good part. And um, the talk is that the Wolves were planning on getting him anyway. It had nothing to do with Al Jefferson and Kevin Love, especially Kevin Love. Jefferson and Love, of course, neither played in this game, nor did Jawai, as he officially wasn't on the Wolves at this point. I mean, he was on the team, but not available, basically. So you get the guess there. But you could argue the story of the night here. Look at this game by Alexei Petrov. 8 of 12 from the floor. He hit both three-pointers. So a little Mamet Okur from Alexei Petrov here. 20 and 10, folks. 20 and 10 for Alexei Petrov. Now, where, now where did that come from? <laughs> Not bad. And another center, as, of course, Petrov started at center, center in this particular game. Ryan Hollins, 4 of 8 from the floor. 14.4 rebound performance. That's pretty cool. So that's a guy who has been very good. You don't really hear much about him from the uh, the Wolves coaches and stuff. As you know, we're in such you know we're in such dire straits to get a backup center and get size. But Ryan Hollins is seven foot. I I know he's skinny, but he's still a uh, he's still a true center, and he's actually had a pretty good preseason. To be honest with you, he's been pretty good the whole way. His field goal percentage has been up there, and uh, he's been very athletic receiving those alley oops. Very athletic indeed. Unfortunately, personal fouls. He had foul trouble has been an issue with him. That's the one thing to worry about. Four personal fouls in 13 minutes. That's kind of been a mainstay for Mr. Ryan Hollins. But the Wolves shot the lights out on this day in Detroit. 53% from the floor. 58% from downtown. 7 of 12 from downtown for the Wolves. 122-114 to victory for Minnesota in Detroit. Richard Hamilton, Rodney Stuckey leading the way for the Pistons. 21 for Hamilton, 25 for Stuckey. But he did foul out thanks to Johnny Flynn and Ramon Sessions getting to the line over and over again, frustrating Mr. Rodney Stuckey. But uh, this, this Detroit team has a chance to be decent. Nothing special, though. I mean, they have some nice pieces, including Day, who will come off the bench at some point later on. Kwame Brown, well, <laughs> I don't think anyone's excited about him. <laughs> Max Hill is a nice athletic guy, but he's always kind of, he's a little bit out of control. Because uh, the Pistons really had foul troubles in this game, boy. Jerubko, Mr. Jerubko, the wall of Jerubko, <laughs> fouled out. And Max Hill with five personal fouls. Richard Hamilton with five personal fouls. Man, you talk about foul trouble. The Wolves just had a great game. It was just a... It was just a great night for the Wolves indeed. Lots of fun for Minnesota. And that leads us on to the final game of the preseason. And that was tonight, October the 23rd. Friday, of course. The Wolves defeat Toronto in South in uh, South Dakota. This was in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Very, very cool. Minnesota finishing 3-5 three, three and five in the preseason. Toronto 2-6. and six. Not a bad game by the Wolves at all. Boy, Chris Bosh had a big, big game. Some people hoping that somehow, someway, Chris Bosh will wind up on this team. But it's like, don't we have enough center power forwards already? <laughs> Maybe we should go after a, a really good shooting guard. Some people on the Timberwolves message boards on ESPN, I'm not going to necessarily re- recommend those boards. I wouldn't say it's the friendliest place on earth. But uh, some of you might be listening from there. And uh, 
it's uh, you know it's it's friendly and it's not friendly. You could say certain people are better than others, I guess. But uh, yeah, certain people on there have talked about would you rather wouldn't you rather have Demar Derozan possibly even than Flynn? But since we have Ramon Sessions, uh, no, <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Now, Johnny Flynn to me is by far the best out of the out of those three. Ramon Sessions, I don't think he's a starter, folks. And Demar Derozan. Well, he's a really good athlete, but he's not a proven player in the NBA. Not even close. But he was 3 of 3 from the floor, but that's it, though. Only 3 attempts. 7.2 rebound performance. Nothing spectacular in 21 and a half minutes. Chris Bosch, though, yeah, the 27-14. And then 3 blocks, but unfortunately for him, 6 turnovers. So a little bit wild out there. Definitely a, just a nice come-from-behind effort by the Wolves, another really good third quarter, as it was pretty close for a while. Toronto was off to a good start, but the Wolves kind of gradually came back and then kind of took over the game in that third quarter, 28-18 to in the third. Tory Brewer, again, a very good game. 15.8 rebound effort, 3 assists, 3 steals. I mean, Brewer was everywhere. You could argue he was the MVP of the preseason for the Wolves, and I know MVP of the preseason is probably one of the lamest things you ever heard, but I don't care. <laughs> he, he, he did a good job. And, you know, so did Jermaine O'Neal many years ago with the Indiana Pacers after he was a three-points-a-game type of player with the Portland Trailblazers. He was out there averaging 16, 18, 20 points a game in that following preseason, and he went on to have a multi-all-star career. So not saying that's what Corey Brewer's going to do, but I think he's going to have a, a pretty darn good year. I have a good feeling about Corey Brewer. He's going he's gonna to actually look like a starter in the NBA for the first time in his life. Johnny Flynn with another pretty solid game. Hit, hit big shots down the stretch. 8 of 14 overall from the floor. 16.5 assist effort. 3 steals. Both Brewer and Flynn. I mean, that's going to be a really nice defensive backcourt. And remember when I was talking about possibly a Johnny Flynn and Tyreek Evans backcourt? how it would be a really nice defensive backcourt. Well, Brewer is a really, really proven defender, and uh, he was through college. That was all you heard about him coming into the NBA, and he's he is a good defender. It was more or less this guy can't score worth a, worth a hill of beans, and he just gets out-muscled so much he can't drive to the hoop either. Well, he's starting to get through. He's starting to get through and get the job done now with these consistent double-digit 15-ish points a, a game type effort here as it's just it's it's a really good thing to see and a Johnny Flynn Corey Brewer backcourt could be a really good thing six steals for these two guys you know and again I'm gonna say you know people want to come out and say who cares it's preseason but I care I care because this team (laughs) this team is it's a preseason every game for this team right now it's pre you know it's pre-future seasons is what it is to me everybody on this team is really kind of proving themselves at this point in time, including Alexei Petrov, who started at center again. Two of six from the floor, 5.4 rebound effort. Nothing special, but he did get a block in there. Ryan Hollins, though, my God, he did it again. Another solid effort by Ryan Hollins. Eight of ten from the line, by the way. The guy continues to draw attention down low because he's just so doggone athletic. And uh, I got the good feeling about Ryan Hollins. He's a, he's a nice find. He's not going to be a star or anything, but he's a he's gonna he's gonna be a valuable asset off the bench. Nice instant kind of instant offense type of center off the bench. 
you know, might turn into like a Channing Fry or something. That's kind of what he reminds me of a little bit. Kind of an athletic guy. Kind of an athletic guy. You know, I'm not, not displeased with him at all. Pavlovich shot 50% at 9.7 rebound performance. 50% from the floor for him. Sessions with a solid effort, too. He was pretty big down the stretch. 10.4 rebound performance. No assists for Sessions tonight, but 5 of 9 from the floor. Of course, mostly just driving to the basket. The guy doesn't really shoot much. Ellington kind of coming back to the pack. 3 of 10 from the floor. Did not make a 3-pointer. Just 6-point six six game for him. Nathan Jawai got his first two minutes as a Timberwolf and was 0 of 2 and got two rebounds. Okay, there's Nathan Jawai. Get those Nathan Jawai jerseys printed because they are going to sell like hotcakes, folks. And the good news about that also, as speaking of printing jerseys for centers <laughs> and a guy who uh, Jawai, Nathan Jawai was on the Toronto Raptors for a short period of time last season. How about the awesome, outstanding Rasha Nesterovich coming back to the Twin Cities, folks? God, I love him so much. <laughs> uh, he had a six-point night, three of seven from the floor. Just, I don't like him. Never have, never will. The final thing, Calderon had a solid game, 17 points, six assists, six rebound performance. But to me, I think he's I've, he's he's underrated in some ways and overrated in others, I guess you could say. Some people were, like, saying he should be an all-star and all that good stuff. It's like, eh, whatever. No, he isn't. But the other people that might say he's complete, straight-up overrated and garbage, I don't agree with them either. He's somewhere in there in between. Hidu Turkaloo not off to a good start with the Toronto Raptors either. And that he only had a two-point effort in 13 and a half minutes. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing much to say about Hidu Turkaloo. He's, he's kind of struggled in this preseason. You know, he's had an injury issue as well. Jared Jack makes a nice backcourt backup for this team. I like him. He had an 11-point night on 4 of 11 shooting. Um, definitely do like Jared Jack, but he will not be on the Wolves, so it doesn't really matter. As that will conclude the preseason, I realize this show's going a bit long, so I'm going to have a very, very abbreviated third segment to talk about Kevin Love and Al Jefferson. Kind of already got into it enough really earlier, but... Um, I'll be right back in 35 seconds. Here on thesportstuff.com, we're turning up the tempo on Brave the Wild. A new era has come to the state of hockey with new attitude, Martin Havlin. A more open style with Coach Todd Richards. And a new philosophy in general manager, Chuck Fletcher. We're available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Answer the call and get ready to brave the wild. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, episode 36. A reminder for MP3 users, welcome back. And um, we'll keep this short here. <laughs> this show went a little bit, teeny bit longer than I was hoping. There was just so many games to talk about and so much to talk about regarding this team going into the season. I just kind of... I went a bit far because I love this team so much. And, you know, there's always so much to talk about regarding these boys. And uh, overall, the Kevin Love situation is a frustration. And uh, it's definitely going to take off a few. I think it's going to take off a few wins for this team this year. About five, maybe. Mm, no, not five. Probably about two two to four injury, uh, two to four wins, possibly, for this team that you might have had. Right now, I'm going with about 28 wins for this club. 25 to 28 wins. Um 
it's just it's just been the kind of the curse of the wolves, the whole injury thing. But with Kevin Love being out, the good news is Al Jefferson won't be. The talk was he would have played in every single game in this preseason because it was more or less the illness thing. And you know, if needed, he would have played. But being it's the preseason, you know, you got to keep him out. And um, that that's the good news that Al Jefferson will be available. It's not a uh, serious, super serious issue with Mr. Jefferson going into the regular season with the Achilles tendon. You just hope and pray that that thing, knock on wood, that Achilles tendon will stay healthy this year and nothing will go wrong. Because you talk about injuries that could just be devastating. <laughs> That's a nine-month type of injury, folks. Nine-month to 12-month injury. ACLs are six. So uh, that is not good if anything were to happen to that. Knock on wood, Al Jefferson stays healthy this year. And... Uh, no Achilles tendon issues that it'll be all over. It's more or less been a tendonitis thing than being a super-duper bad deal. So thank God that's where we're at at this point in time. All right, do stay tuned to Timberwolves Explosion on the thesportstuff.com, iTunes, and TimberwolvesPress.com, which also I'm a part of. TimberwolvesPress.com, I write articles on there. The show is also posted on there. Episode number 37 will be up very shortly. It will be an official season preview regarding the Timberwolves and the rest of the Northwest Division. So until then, we are going to call it a show, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.